0: to the God Coffee and Resilience Podcast, where you can get your weekly dose of confidence, motivation, and inspiration in the midst of adversity. In every segment, we will discuss faith, life's obstacles that try to get in our way, and how we can maintain our resilience with God and a whole lot of coffee. I am Reese, your host. Grab a mug of your choice and come on Come on in. guys, and welcome back to God Coffee and Resilience with Reese. I am your host, and today we have a very, very, very special guest. His name is Michael Overly, and today he's going to be sharing his story of resilience. I'm not going to tell you guys anything about him. You will hear it all during our interview. How are you doing today, Michael?
1: (laughs) I am doing fantastic. I'm full of piss and vinegar. Oh, yeah. Oh,
0: no. (laughs) <laughs> we got a jokester, guys.
1: <laughs> all, right. all right, here we you go. You might
0: be for real. I don't know. Okay, uh, thank you so much for being on the show. I, I love the humor, especially right after work. <laughs> thank you.
1: Oh, you're welcome. You got to have it. Yeah, life life is going to bring you whatever, so you got to be able to laugh it off.
0: Right, you do. Can't be so serious all the time. You'll end mm-hmm. up with a heart attack or something. You know anxiety, panic attacks. So (laughs) today um, we're definitely going to be discussing your story of resilience. But before we get to that, I want to do an icebreaker kind of to help the audience get to know about you, uh, uh, get to know you a little bit more. Um, So I guess my favorite question to ask people is what is your favorite caffeinated beverage?
1: Oh, God. So that's so hard. I'm a total coffee snob. But there's this place, there's this Louisiana restaurant that's, um, it's a little, about an hour from here, and they make the best orange spiced black tea. Ooh. Oh, it's really good. And it's really strong. I mean, it'll take your hair right out. I mean, look. So, <laughs> so coffee, New Orleans orange spiced tea. That's a toss-up.
0: Uh-huh. Okay. I'm going to have to try this orange spice tea. I didn't know such things existed.
1: Oh, my goodness. The place is called Lucille's. I don't know where else they are, but there's a few of them out here in Colorado. They're good.
0: Okay, you're in Colorado. I'm in Texas. (laughs) Not Well, I'm a couple hours away, but not extremely far away. If you look at the map, not extremely far away.
1: (laughs) It's real fast by plane.
0: (laughs) Yeah, by plane. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Well, my next question would be, what are three things that most people don't know about you?
1: Oh, let's see. I worked as a commercial diver, scuba diver when I was younger. Uh Not very long. It was kind of weird. What else? Um, Most people don't know that I skied competitively. Uh huh. I was a ski instructor and a race coach for a little bit. And what else? Most people out here, unless they knew me from my past, also don't know I was an EMT for 15 years.
0: Oh, wow. Uh oh. Okay. Scuba diving, EMT, skiing. I love it. All the things. I've thought about doing skiing,
1: (laughs) but never did it. It's not for everybody. That's okay.
0: (laughs) But you were saying you like to move.
1: Like to move. Yeah. Yeah. I have a lot of energy and used to drive my folks crazy because I had to be moving all the time. So, yeah, I choose things, uh, activities anyway, that I have to get out and move around quite a bit. So,
0: Yes. I love it. Some of us got more energy. If you can bottle some up and send it my way, um, I will <laughs> gladly pay for it.
1: Hmm. <laughs> it would work something out. You
0: should sell your energy. Yes. I think that would work out. It'd be better than energy drinks and caffeine, you know.
1: Oh, yeah. All
0: right, guys. Well, did you live in Colorado all of your life or did you move?
1: I um, was born in Colorado and then moved. Uh-huh. I don't remember how old I was, nine or ten. Yeah. I moved and ended up in Illinois for a year and then San Diego for seventeen years. And I got married out there and moved back out to Colorado. And I've been here ever since. Since oh, ninety seven. Yeah. Love Wait, it out here. Love it out here. San Diego. Don't 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 tell people it's nice though.
0: Okay. I've never been to Colorado though. I've been to San Diego, Coronado, La Jolla, Mm -hmm. like that area. Um, We went to go visit family. And I've always said if I ever get married, Rocky Balboa Park over there in um, California is definitely my place.
1: Yeah, (laughs) Balboa Park is gorgeous.
0: Yes, it is so pretty. And then uh, we can go see the seals later. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, but they're smelly, but they're cute.
0: Yeah, they're cute. You know, for the pictures. <laughs> well, did you grow up an only child, or did you have siblings?
1: Um, I have siblings. So mm-hmm. my folks um, split when I was about twelve, and okay. um, I have one brother from them, from you know my natural brother, and then I have a half brother and sister from my dad's second marriage. So okay. uh, my older brother, though, um, passed away about four and a half years ago.
0: Yes, I noticed that you you mentioned um, your brother. What was his name?
1: His name is Bob. Bob. hmm Robert. Bobby. Robert, I had about thirty hi. nicknames for him, though we won't discuss those here on camera. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and what what did Robert pass away from?
1: He had a bad heart. So, when he was five, he had his first heart surgery, had another one at 18, and ended up being paralyzed from that. Wow. Um, and was getting ready for another heart surgery because his heart was failing. And um, he didn't make it. So
0: I'm yeah. sorry. I think
1: he got tired of being tired.
0: Right, right. And I yeah, think that's so right around the place where people, people get. You get tired of being poked mm-hmm. and prodded, and you're just like... A, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So when that happened, um, how were you afterwards? Because I know people, you go through the normal grieving process and things like that, but um, yours was a little different because you mentioned that it took it took a, a while or it took a kind of like a turn. Um, we dipped real low um, mm. after our brother left.
1: Yeah. So this... This was a, <clears throat> excuse me, a huge catalyst for change in my life, and I was able to grieve not just the loss of my brother, but all of these things in my life that I had never expressed or felt like I could express, or was told that I couldn't express, and you know, anger and rage and sadness and all these things that I had just buried and piled one upon the other. Right. I was able to let go of so much of that because I was just cracked open in grieving the loss of him. He was kind of my hero. He was this like big, gentle, sweet guy who just loved freaking everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, I learned later he was helping people who were getting out of jail, who he was helping them get their lives back together. Mm-hmm. He was helping this person over here, helping that person over there. And he, you know, he didn't have much money to speak of, but he gave his heart to all these people. And he just, that's just how he was. He was amazing. Yeah. So that's anyway, beautiful. um, I was not as nice (laughs) and this process of of releasing so much stuff Mm -hmm. opened me up and I started to see things differently and notice things differently and realize that I wanted to be different. Right.
0: Um, So kind of, I got... Two things, but I kind of want to continue with what we're talking about. So, like, in what ways, like, did you want to change? What, what ways specifically did you want to be different compared to how you were?
1: Great question. I didn't. I didn't feel like I had to be this. You know, me man, tough guy. Um, Yes. I used my anger to create leverage in my life to um, Mm -hmm. to help me get places. I right. know, became successful in in whatever I wanted to do. I you know, pretty bright guy, but I could work really hard and I could use this this anger and this drive to get there. And I realized that I don't need that and I don't want that. I can still live this you know, this fantastic life and come mm-hmm. from a different place. And I started to just open up and have more compassion for people um that I would normally just be like, Hey, you big son of a <coughs> Um, you know, realizing that oh my gosh, maybe they just went through something. You know, yes. I just went through something that was very painful. Oh, there's another guy who maybe just went through something. So being right. able to see people differently, it wasn't instantaneous, but right. it started to happen more and more. I was like, oh my gosh, maybe this guy's hurt too. Oh, this mm-hmm. guy's hurt too. And so I could see myself um, somewhat in these other people. And, and it right. just, I softened a little bit and then I was able to soften a little more. And one day I realized that I want to help these other guys too. So
0: Right. Okay. That's beautiful. Well then how did you go about achieving that though? Like how did you go about like making that change once you well, you saw yourself in other people. So then once you saw mm-hmm. yourself in other people, then what did you do?
1: I realized um as I do things a little differently in, in my coaching practice, I use docs. And um, We have the men have a really strong bond with their animals because we we don't have the ability a lot of times to communicate with those other people in our lives. We can't share with them and be vulnerable with them at the level that would um, really, really benefit us. But we can with these amazing dogs. Um, we know we're not judged. We know they accept us. They love us. They don't care if our belly's hanging over our BVDs as we're walking (laughs) around the house or that our hair's (laughs) falling out or what kind of car we drive. They don't care about any of that stuff. They just want to be there. And they're constantly showing us that we're okay and we're safe and we're loved. And so these things started popping into my head. I've had dogs most of my life and Mm -hmm. different scenarios from my parents' divorce, my brother's death, Mm -hmm. my own divorce all these these things in my life that um, could put you on your knees, right. um, these dogs were there to support me. And each <laughs> yeah. dog was different. And I started to realize the different gifts that they brought to me. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is fantastic. Everybody needs to know this. So, yeah, so I'm on this mission now to help you yes. guys with dogs
0: uh-huh.
1: remember who they are. That's what it comes down to. These dogs help me remember at my core who I am.
0: Yes. And that's so easy to lose. Um, Definitely. I can remember a time where I got so caught up in a relationship that was toxic and uh, I forgot who I was because I was so busy trying to tend to the Mm. other person. I neglected myself and it took me about uh, probably a year or more, probably two, three years before I could get back to myself, but then it really wasn't the person I was before because I had grew through that experience, mm-hmm. um, that I had to go through. And then I had to do some soul searching and figure out who I was in that chapter after all of that was over with. So. I can only imagine because you mentioned earlier, like, you know, you can't cry. You, you know, most, most men, um, just, we don't cry. Stop crying. Don't mm-hmm. be a sissy. Don't talk about that. We don't talk about that. We don't talk about filling man up. I don't like that stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. I feel like those sayings are very um, misleading, but very uh, hurtful to people's mental health. And it creates this type of reality that just don't exist. And so kind of like what you said, you described as almost like suffocating with your own emotions from the inside. And then it took something that personal, like your brother passing away to kind of, you know, be the one to crack the egg open and all the things just start pouring out. Um did you ever go to therapy or anything like that or was it just all self work mm-hmm. like did you have anyone that helped you
1: Oh my god I've had a lot of people that helped me Um yeah oh god so many people so I've had you know coaches and mentors um therapists and I've I've known some very exceptional people who have just been ex- exceedingly warm and inviting to me and allowed me to really open up and helped me do so as well. This is not something that I just learned, you know, my, my dad to this day, he's still alive, but he's this, you know, hard stoic Lutheran, you know, he was a very successful man and he helped a lot of people in his own way, but he's just a sad guy and he's stuck in that, you know, stone faced facade. So anyway, I had to learn from, you know, the work that I was doing and look at all the things about myself that I maybe didn't really like, but know that that's okay. Cause that didn't define who I was. It was just something that maybe happened or, um, a part of me that I thought I needed to hold on to. So, right. um, yeah. So therapy, um, other guys who were freaking outstanding and warm and welcoming, um, yes. judgmental um, mentors and coaches. And yeah, so I've been very fortunate, but I had to, I had to ask for it. I, yeah. Nobody said, "Here, let's just—we're just going to give you this big gift." I had to be willing to get out there and and seek what I needed in that way, and it's been fantastic.
0: Yes, and now you teach other people how to do the same thing. Um, you are a life purpose coach. You are an author, and you also are an energy healer. And for Mm -hmm. anybody who don't um, know what energy healing is or any of the other things that I mentioned is, I I hope that you know what an author is. But can you please explain (laughs) (laughs) to people or tell us the name of your book and where they can find it and um, kind of some more insight into um, your coaching business?
1: Absolutely. So the book's called Let Your Dog Lead. Um, musings on how to create an exceptional life. And it's, it's kind of, it's written from a guy's perspective, definitely for other guys. Um, and it's kind of a primer to um, just look at things a little differently. The chapters are short and, and there's a lot, of, a lot of talk, you know, while you're thinking about this, grab your leash, go take your dog for a walk. Um, there's also, there's this connection between nature And, and humans, we bring animals, like I got my dog right here, bring animals and plants into our homes, right? See the plant back here Uh when they're all outside already, but we have this, we have this kind of disconnect. So we keep ourselves sheltered in our home, but we bring these beautiful things and these other beings to spend time with us. So getting out in nature again with your dog and not just, you know, you know, oh, she's got to pee. I got to take her out. Just go, go enjoy and and listen, listen to the wind and close your eyes and feel the rain on your face. There's something else there. That is all energy. So this book is kind of an intro to um, shift a perspective and realize that you can do little tiny things and make big, big differences in your life.
0: Yes, I love that. I love that. And I like the fact that you keep repeating that this is from a man's perspective and it's for men, because when it comes to men in this area, there is not a lot of resources. And if it Mm. is, got to go out and hunt for it or word of mouth or know somebody else who read it and they shared it with you or something like that. It's not as much as what... Females have. And I mean, Mm -hmm. I can Google online now, you know, something and it all pop up for females, but it's like nobody ever thinks about men, or either maybe they think men don't want to be included, or it goes back to what we were saying earlier about man up. You can't, you know, men don't talk about it, they don't care about that, but they do. They're human too. And so. We do.
1: And we are, a lot of us are really sensitive, but we're afraid to let anybody know that because. We were raised that that was a sign of weakness. never let them see you hurt. never let them see you cry blah 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 um right. and are are these guys that much happier because they followed the rules of somebody else who wasn't taught the same? no no, and that's yeah, yeah. anyway there there's a lot more resources that are coming out for guys and it's fantastic. So there, there is stuff out there. And if you're looking for something specific, you can reach out to me and I'll I'll help you find what, what may work for you.
0: Yeah, please tell, um, tell the audience where they can reach you, um, on social media, or if you have a website or email or anything, um, definitely. (laughs) Sure. Sure.
1: On, uh, Facebook, I'm just Michael Overly, M-I-C-H-A-E-L, last name O-V-E-R-L-I-E. Uh, my website is www.dogsandmen, all one word, dogsandmen.com. Um, I'm on Instagram, at Myrdin, M-Y-R-R-D, I'm sorry, M-Y-R-D-D-H-I-N. Um, that was the original Gaelic name for Merlin. I have to sing about wizards, love them. <laughs> um, what else? I'm on LinkedIn as Michael Overly also. Um, and I've con- I'm connected with some fantastic people and other powerful men that run these other that run groups too. Um, yes. So yeah, yeah. Reach out if you, if you have a question and don't don't be shy. Don't be shy. Yeah, guys. That, don't we're, be we're shy. done with that crap. Forget that stuff. Yes. Come on, let's let's take care of ourselves.
0: Yes, he has a beautiful personality, but also a, a, a very great sense of humor. <laughs> So as you can see, there's nothing to be afraid of or, um, you know, what you call intimidated by. Um, please reach out to Michael um, if you have questions or if you want to know how can you come a part of his uh, coaching business? How can you become his mentee? <laughs> so I have to ask you before we leave. This is kind of like um a closing type of thing. If you could um, say anything to your younger self when you were going through that hard mm. time, um, back when you lost your brother, or if you could connect with anybody out here in the world that might be in a similar situation, what would you say?
1: Mm. What advice
0: would you give?
1: I would say close your eyes, take a slow breath, and realize that you're safe. You know, everything else that's happened up and in- through your life to this point may have been hard, but you're still here. So that's, that's proof that you're safe, that you're, that you're worthy, right? You're enough. So hang in there, hang in there. There's something to learn here.
0: I love that. That's beautiful. I do. You guys know I, I do psychiatry. For those who are listening that don't know, I am a physician assistant in psych, but I don't rely like 100% on medications. Can medications help? Yes. But do mm-hmm. you need to learn what you can do in controlling your own might? Yes. So mm-hmm. I always recommend therapy, mentorship, um, you know, as, as much support as you can from the outside because medications don't do everything. It's not like a magic wand, um, not against medications or anything of course but I'm just saying you do have to put in the work so yep. um, I like the fact that he said you know take a deep breath and realize you're okay because a lot of people don't know that they're safe they don't know that they're in a safe place mm-hmm. and that there is something to learn there's something to learn out of every hardship and so I appreciate true that. <laughs> I don't know, my friend. I, I enjoyed our interview today, even though it was short and to the point, but it was very concise. And you gave me a lot of good points in such a short period of time.
1: Glad to be of service.
0: Yeah. And I've I've been saying this on almost every interview, but it's true. I've been interviewing people to help other people out there in the world, but I always take something away from every single interview. Mm-hmm. And so... um you taught me a lesson tonight, and I appreciate that.
1: <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I love yes. your energy. Oh, my gosh.
0: I love your energy, too. You got to come back on the show now,
1: or if you have a show or anything Absolutely. going on, you got
0: to invite me. I'll come on there. I'll talk with you.
1: <laughs> I think that might be out of the realm of my uh, uh, skill set, but I'd love to come back.
0: Yes. Okay. Well, guys, I will keep you posted on if Mr. Michael comes back. I sure hope that he will. Um, But I thank you guys for listening. I hope that you gained something to start off your week. Um, Please connect with me. Always check out the show notes. Um, Connect with me on Instagram and my website, TheResilientPA.com. I will check in with you guys probably next week. Um, Until then, take care, guys, and be safe. Bye.
1: Thank you, everyone.
0: Thank you for tuning into this week's episode of God Coffee and Resilience. You can also follow us on Instagram at God Coffee and Resilience Podcast. You can also follow the host, Reese. The Resilient PA, and you can also check out our website at TheResilientPA.com. Take care, guys.